On today's show, the Yankees won their series down in Tropicana Field thanks to a, dare I say, gritty comeback. We'll talk about the game and the heroes who helped the Yankees get their 51st win in their first 69 games. The Yankees are home this weekend to take on the Astros in a four-game series. We'll preview that series. Plus, there were roster moves and some injury updates. We'll discuss it all next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Yankee fans. This is Stacey Gotsoulias. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the like button and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. Plus, feel free to leave a comment if you feel so inclined. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. Let's discuss last night because that had the makings of an annoying loss and then it turned into an incredible win for the Yankees and a bad loss for the Rays. Apparently, according to Marley Rivera of ESPN, the Rays had a 92-game home winning streak in which they did not give up a lead when they were leading by at least three runs or more. They were leading by three runs in last night's game, and the Yankees came back and won. So there were a lot of heroes last night. Actually, one big hero, Jose Trevino, because, of course, it was Jose Trevino who had the big hit to put the Yankees ahead. <laughs> but before we get to that, we'll discuss the rest of the game. Um, Aaron Judge doing Aaron Judge things, uh, i.e. hitting home runs in a game after the game in which he did not start, it seems he always does this. I think it's part of the Yankees' plan. I think Aaron Boone knows. He's like, hey, let's give Judgey a day off, and then he'll probably hit two home runs tomorrow. And that's what happened. <laughs> like, what? I don't understand. It's weird, but it's cool because uh, Judge now has 27 home runs on June 23rd. He hit his first home run off starter Shane Boz, and then he hit his second home run in the seventh inning off Poche. Now, the Yankees, even though they won, were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position because when Trevino came up and hit that home run to put the Yankees ahead, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa was on first base. He ran as if they were doing a hit and run, and Trevino was like, I got this. I'm just going to hit it out. Makes it easier for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Judge was two for five. Trevino was two for five. Donaldson had a hit. Carpenter had a hit. And that was it. The Yankees were kind of quiet offensively. There were a few good defensive plays. Trevino, that inning where Jordan Montgomery got himself into trouble, it was already 4-1 at that point, and the bases were loaded, and Trevino nailed, oh, who was it at third? 
now I can't remember. I'm picturing the play and I can't remember who was at third. And Stanton threw a dart. That's what everyone's saying. Threw a dart from right field to second base, got a Rosarena out. Although that had to be reviewed. Second base um, ump Ryan Blakely was not having a good time last night. <laughs> he was the guy behind home plate in the first game whose strike zone was huge. So it seems he has issues in the field as well, which doesn't bode well for him or for anyone who's playing a game while he's the ump. Now, Isaac Paredes hit another home run. <laughs> Off Jordan Montgomery in the second inning. So did Bruhan. Just what? What? Yeah, Jordan Montgomery, it was rough, but he lasted six innings. So he gave up the four runs, gave up those two home runs, only had two strikeouts, two walks, gave up nine hits. Could have been worse. It really could have been worse. He could have been taken out earlier. The Yankees could have had to go to their bullpen earlier. He could have, you know, really been bombed more than four runs. So not terrible, not great. Does that make sense? And then Clark Schmidt came in, pitched an inning, gave up a hit, walked, gave up one walk, struck out one. Michael King had a strikeout. Clay Holmes had a strikeout. Can I just say, when... Michael King and Clay Holmes are on. It is an absolute pleasure to watch those two pitch. Their pitches just look like wiffle balls when they're really working. You know, Clay Holmes' sinker is really not fair. And I'm so glad he's on the Yankees and not on a different team. It is a pleasure watching him work every other day. Honestly. Actually, you know what? While we're here, and I say here, um, while I'm on baseball savant I need to look at Clay Holmes because my goodness that one at bat that he had well you know what I mean <laughs> he didn't have the at bat he doesn't bat because he's a pitcher that one strikeout to Taylor Walls it was this penultimate out <laughs> the second out and the almost last out of the game. <laughs> he went, I just said that his sinker is fun to watch. Seven pitchers, pitchers, hello, seven pitches, all sinkers. 97.3, 98.3, 97.5, 99.2, 99 on the nose, 98 on the nose, 97.9. That was the last one. And it went just below Walls's bat. For the strikeout. Actually, that seventh pitch was low. Like, really low. Um, there was also... The second sinker that he threw was a ball. That Walls didn't chase. And it was low. But it looked like Holmes was... He figured he would get him to swing at one for the last pitch, like in that same spot, because some of them were outside and pitch two of the at-bat, pitch six of the at-bat, and the last pitch of the at-bat, seven, were all below the zone. And that last pitch, number seven, wall swung over it. Now the last out, Yandy Diaz hit a ball to DJ LeMayhew. He covered on first. Um, 
he also got Vidal Bruhan to ground out. That was the first out of the inning, four pitch at bat, all sinkers. And that last at bat against Diaz, he snuck in a slider. Everything else was a sinker. That's all he threw. <laughs> that's amazing. Here, wait, I got to look because that's just what? That's so funny. Yeah, he threw 16 pitches, 15 sinkers, one slider. His max on the sinker was 100.3. His average for the year is 96.8, but he averaged on those 15 sinkers 98.2. Clay Holmes is just, he's amazing. It's, uh, wow. He's fun to watch. In a moment, we'll continue the discussion about last night's game. But first, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. So whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Not perfect? No problem. They have a $100 satisfaction guarantee. And you can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. If you need your special purchase fast, in most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight, and every order is insured and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and Locked On Yankees listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code locked on. That's code locked on. So shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com today. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. One live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA draft nights. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on NBA draft night. So let's talk about Michael King, because I was talking about how great his pitches are. He threw 11 pitches last night, and he broke them down pretty evenly. Three change-ups, three sliders, three sinkers, two four-seam fastballs. Now his slider was down velocity-wise, looks like almost a mile and a half per hour. <laughs> his change-up was up. His sinker was up, and so was his four-seamer. But watching Michael King pitch is just as fun as watching Clay Holmes pitch because the balls just go in weird directions, and it's just, it's amazing to watch, honestly. <laughs> like, it's almost not quite like Adam, Adam Ottavino. You know, remember how his pitches would really disappear like a wiffle ball? But it's close watching those guys, and it's a pleasure watching those guys. Now, Clark Schmidt also pitched, as I mentioned, 22 pitches, 12 sliders, four knuckle curves, three sinkers, four, no, excuse me, three four-seam fastballs. 
his velocity was basically unchanged. There wasn't that much of a difference in all of his pitches. Jordan Montgomery, 81 pitches in those six innings, 27 sinkers, 17 changeups, 15 curveballs, 12 cutters, 10 four-seam fastballs. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah, looking at his velocity, not much of a change in any of the pitches. The four-seamer, the sinker, and the changeup were slightly up, very slight, from the year average last night. And the curveball and cutter were slightly down from his yearly average. So not much of a difference. Yeah. Um, Oh, I wanted to look at, while we're here, because I like looking at uh, the matchups, as I said, the pitches that he gave up the home runs on. Oh, all right. Wasn't a cutter this time. Paredes. Curveball. 80 mile an hour curveball. Yeah, that wasn't a great pitch. <laughs> I mean, obviously we saw that last night, but yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't really great. Oh boy. And then Bruhan was a sinker. Montgomery threw two sinkers to him. The first one was low and Bruhan took it. It was below the zone. And then the second one didn't sink. You know, it, it was a little bit in, but, you know, kind of middle. Like, all right, if you're not watching on YouTube, middle from up and down. Like, from the top of the zone to the bottom of the zone, it was more in the middle. From left to right, it was more inside. Does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> but I will say about the Yankees last night, they kept the Rays at four. And the Rays couldn't do anything after that. That play that Jose Trevino made by throwing, I can't remember who it was, out at third, really, that changed the game. I almost felt in that moment, I thought to myself, I think they could come back and win this. I think that might actually help them <laughs> win. So, yeah, that was a big play. So the Yankees win two out of three against the Rays. Five out of six against them in the past week. Not bad, considering what a nightmare house of horrors Tropicana Field has been for the Yankees recently. But so far this season, they've done pretty well. They keep winning series. That's the most important thing. So tonight, the Yankees are playing the Astros. They're playing them for the next four days. The Locked On Astros hosts had a live stream last night. I didn't join in, but I was on YouTube in the chat. And Eric from Locked On Astros predicted the Astros were going to win three out of four. So um, if anyone from the Yankees is watching this, we're going to need you to not allow that to happen. That'd be, that'd be great. So tonight, Framber Valdez against Jamison Tyone. Their numbers are very similar. Valdez's ERA is 2.78, while Tyone is 2.70. Tyone is 8-1. Valdez is 7-3. That is in 13 starts. 
His last start against the White Sox, he went six innings, gave up three runs on eight hits, did not walk anyone, struck out seven. The previous start to that was the 11th against the Marlins. He actually ended up losing that game, even though he only gave up two runs on four hits in six innings. And against Kansas City on the 5th, also went six innings. That seems to be a thing with him. Um, He won that decision. And, okay, listen to this. Against the Marlins, two runs on four hits with three walks, six strikeouts. Got the loss. The week before, against Kansas City, two runs on four hits in six innings with three walks and five strikeouts. That's weird. Isn't that weird? That's kind of weird. That's 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 kind of cool, though. I wonder how um, I don't think that's a usual thing. I wonder if a pitcher has ever done that where they get the same numbers in the line in consecutive starts. Who can look that up for us? (laughs) That would be something. As for Tyone. Well, we all know he's been doing pretty well. He recovered nicely from his not-so-great start against Minnesota. Again, as I keep saying, Minnesota was beating up on everyone. In his last start against Toronto, five and two-third innings, no runs, four hits, two walks, eight strikeouts. Got the win. That was the 4-0 game on Saturday. Prior to that, against the Cubs, five innings, three runs on eight hits, one walk, five strikeouts. Minnesota did not get a decision, only lasted four innings, gave up four runs on nine hits with a walk and three strikeouts. But he has looked good so far this season, and he's been healthy. Yes, I'm knocking on wood. I'm very superstitious. I cannot help it. I know people think it's goofy. I don't care. So in a moment, we will continue with the preview of the series between the Yankees and the Astros. But first, our partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health, more energy. I don't like taking pills and vitamins, and I've been like that since I'm a kid. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've been on it since the beginning of March. I love it because it doesn't taste super healthy. It actually tastes good, though. I take it every morning before breakfast and before coffee and especially before I work out. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging all the things that I need. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million pills to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's continue our preview of this series against the Astros. Now I will say so far so good for the Yankees. Two out of three. Well actually it started 
with the sweep against the Rays, then two out of three against the Jays, and two out of three against the Rays. So that's a pretty good start to this crazy time that the Yankees have where they're not off till July 4th and playing all these people. So, yeah, so far so good. Tomorrow night, oh, Verlander against Severino. Justin Verlander has been very good this year. Not that Severino hasn't been good, but Verlander has been very good this year. So tomorrow night, 7.05 start. It is an Amazon game. If you don't have Amazon, you gotta listen to John. No, well, it might not be John. It might be Justin and Susan because John Sterling's taking some time off or not doing as many games. The man is turning 84 on July 4th. So yeah, he needs a break. Justin Verlander is eight and three with a 2.30 ERA in 81 strikeouts. And that is in 82 and one third innings. Now for his career, Justin Verlander has 3,070 and one third innings on that arm. He had Tommy John surgery. He's 39 years old. How is he doing this? Like, really? How is he doing this? I, I don't understand. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> Truth be told. So his last game against Chicago, he actually lost. Only lasted three and two-third innings. Gave up four runs on nine hits. No walks, three strikeouts. His two prior starts he lasted seven in both of them only gave up one run between the two of them against Miami he only only struck out five but against Seattle on June 7th he struck out 12 and he got the win in both of those starts so again how is he doing this I don't I don't understand I really don't Luis Severino four and one with a 3.27 ERA And that is in 66 innings on the nose. He has 80 strikeouts in 66 innings. That's a nice ratio. Now, he does not have a decision in his last two starts. On the 19th against Toronto, gave up five runs in five innings. Four walks, nine strikeouts. Mm, Only three hits. So kind of, you know. (laughs) Against the Cubs, he went six innings, gave up one run on seven hits, one walk, ten strikeouts. Oh, yeah, that was the game that went, right? That was the extra inning game. Yeah, that was annoying. Poor Severino. He pitched his butt off and did really well. And then, you know, I mean, the Yankees won, but it took them a while to do it. Against Detroit, seven innings on June 4th. No runs, one hit, 10 strikeouts, and one walk. That's why strikeouts are so high. That's 29 strikeouts in his last three starts. That's... That's pretty good, Luis Severino. I would take that every day and twice on Sunday. And the... Oh, no. That's right. It's not the final matchup because it's a four-game series. (gasps) Saturday. Is Saturday a a Fox game? I would assume so just because it's Yankees-Astros. But, you know, you never know. Oh, it's not. Interesting. It's a 105 game on Saturday. I'm actually shocked. I really thought that they would want Astros-Yankees just because of the history and everything on uh, 
not yes, it is on yes, on Fox. Okay. Christian Javier, four and three with a 3.07 ERA, 68 strikeouts. That is in 55 and two-third inning. Well, 68 strikeouts in 55 and two-third innings. That's pretty good. <laughs> His last start against Chicago, White Sox, five innings, one run on two hits, four walks, five strikeouts, got the win. Against Texas on the 13th, didn't get the decision. Gave up two runs on five hits in six innings with three walks, seven strikeouts. He got the loss against Seattle on June 6th, only lasted three and two-third innings, gave up five runs on six hits with one walk and four strikeouts. Garrett Cole, six and one with pie as his ERA. <laughs> Again, I don't have to tell you what pie is, you know. He has 103 strikeouts in 80 and one-third innings of work. Nice job, Garrett Cole. He went seven and one-third innings against Tampa the other night. Didn't get the decision. Nearly had a, a, a not a perfect game, a no-hitter. Gave up one run on one hit, three walks, 12 strikeouts. The decision before that against uh, Tampa, <laughs> the decision before that against Tampa on the 14th, no runs, Five hits, six innings, one walk, seven strikeouts. And then he had that really bad start against Minnesota on the ninth. Two and one third innings, seven runs, eight hits, five home runs, two walks, three strikeouts. So he seems to have recovered from that. Hopefully that trend will continue and he'll be okay against the Astros. And then on Sunday in the finale, it's a 135 start. I'm really shocked that these aren't national games. Why aren't I? I mean, I don't mind really, but I'm just surprised that they're not national games because again, it's Yankees Astros. So yeah, that's on. Yes. The only one that you have to worry about is Friday night on Amazon. If you don't have Amazon again, you can listen to the radio. So Sunday is Nestor Cortez against Jose. Okay. So on Sunday, it's Jose Urquidy who's six and three. With a 4.68 ERA, 52 strikeouts, and that is in 67 and one-third innings. He will be facing off against Nestor Cortez, who had a bit of a rough outing in his last start, uncharacteristically giving up home runs back-to-back. -back. <laughs> He's actually gone every other start this is interesting okay I mean I know this because I watch the games but it's interesting to see it listed the way it is okay so on the 21st against Tampa the other night four and one-third innings four runs on six hits no walks three strikeouts lost against Tampa on the 15th five and one-third innings one run on three hits three walks four strikeouts got the win on the eighth against Minnesota, four and one-third innings, four runs on seven hits, no walks, three strikeouts. What? That's almost like, was it Valdez that had the line that was similar? And now Nestor Cortez is alternating. So expect him to go longer than four and one-third, maybe, on Sunday. 
but that's so odd. I know you guys are like, what? But no, seriously, <laughs> I have a thing with numbers. I've always been like that. And this is just, that is so odd. That line is almost exactly the same. The one against Minnesota, at Minnesota, and the one against Tampa, in Tampa. The only difference is there were six hits the other night and seven hits against Minnesota, but every other number is the same. I love that sort of thing. <laughs> I really do. I don't know. I'm such a geek. I'm such a numbers geek. This is so silly, but anyway... <laughs> So yeah, those are your matchups. I will not make a prediction like Eric from Locked On Astros did because I'm never comfortable with that. I mean, I said <laughs> I said opening day that I thought the Red Sox were going to win two out of three and the Yankees won two out of three. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. This could go either way. I will be upset if the Astros win three out of four, obviously, because the Yankees are doing so well and winning series and, you know, looking good against teams that are just below them in the standings. And it would be disappointing if they lost three out of four. I wouldn't mind a split. It wouldn't be the best, but it wouldn't be bad if they got a split. It's Houston. They're facing Justin Verlander. You never know what's going to happen there. Then again, they demolished, not demolished, but they they hit Alec Manoa, who was coming into a game with a sub-2 ERA. So, yeah, you never know. Plus, as I keep saying, this team is not the Yankees of 2021, obviously. They're 51-18 and 18 in 69 games. The 28 Yankees, the 39 Yankees, and the 98 Yankees. Those three teams started off with the same record. All three of those teams won the World Series. No pressure. So on tomorrow's show, we'll have a recap of tonight's game. And anything else that needs to go on? Oh, quickly. Clark Schmidt, option to AAA. Ryan Weber, who elected free agency. He came in one of the games. He came into one of the games at the stadium. Pitched really well for them when they needed him to. Signed with Scranton. Zach Britton, Aroldis Chapman throwing in Tampa. Jonathan Lewisick is on the way back. Domingo Herman is on the way back. Aroldis Chapman also said about Clay Holmes that he earned the closer's role. So please listen to your former closer, Aaron Boone, and please don't use him. Unless it's a situation where the Yankees are either down by 10 runs or up by 10 runs. But I'd much rather watch Clay Holmes as the closer right now. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube as well. Hit the bell notification so you know when our videos go live. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. So search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, and the draft experts of Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway, so make 
the ultimate NBA mock draft, your second listen today. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. One more thing. If you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Thursday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.